Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us from the Weekly Standard is Fred Barnes. We just had a series of elections across the nation, Fred. The question is, who had a better day on Tuesday, Republicans or Democrats? Well, I would say Republicans had a better day slightly. Uh, certainly losing the, the Virginia governor's race uh, was a real tragedy for Republicans. Normally, when there is a, a recently elected or reelected Democratic president, the uh, Republican automatically wins the governorship. But, but that didn't happen this time for a number of reasons, which I'll go into after I mention a couple other things. Uh, obviously, in New Jersey, uh, Chris Christie winning by such a stupendous number although he did not pull in a Republican state legislature, which many Republicans had in New Jersey thought he might be able to do. He didn't. But, you know, he emerges now as a, a very strong, I think, presidential candidate, a candidate for the Republican nomination in 2016. We'll see. He has more to do as governor. But, uh, you know, anybody who wins like that, a Republican in a blue state, uh, and one who is just, I think, the best pure politician and candidate that Republicans have. And then there was an Alabama uh, Republican primary in the first congressional district in Alabama where the incumbent uh, retired. And you had a, a, a conventional, you know, Reagan-type uh, Republican supported by the business community and then a, a uh, uh, someone, a, a businessman running as a Christian conservative who, and what I think that race portends, uh, the the conventional Republican won and will be the next congressman from that district. But I think it pretends uh, more and more primary challenges and clashes uh, between old-fashioned conservatives and the whole new breed of conservatives, who uh, uh, some of whom emerge from the Tea Party, some of whom are, uh, are old-fashioned Christian conservatives and, uh, you know, going back to the 1980s. But it's, uh, I mean, the battle is on in the Republican primaries. So how does the Republican Party figure out how to put winning candidates in Congress and in the White House if they're having this, you know, street by street fight in their own districts? Well, it's going to be hard to do. Um, and uh, what was interesting in the Alabama race is the entry of the business community in the uh, form of the Ch uh, U.S. Chamber of Commerce, who came in and and with uh, uh, people on the ground and rallying the business community in in that district, which is centered around Mobile, uh, uh, to thwart uh, this challenger. Uh, well, they were both challengers since it's an open sure. seat, but the uh, the Christian conservative. Um, I think there's going to be a backlash to that among groups like the Club for Growth and the Freedom Works and and so on groups were, who were not. Uh, supporting this guy in Alabama, but uh, will resent the fact that the business community entered that race uh, so ostentatiously. And uh, and that, again, I think means uh, we're just going to see more primary challenges of Republican incumbents, and uh, it's going to be uh, – uh, this could hurt the Republican Party, depending on, on who is challenged and who wins and who loses, but uh, I, I think we're stuck with it. And also the Virginia governor's race uh, – shows a little of the same thing. You know, there are many conservatives in Virginia now who are blaming uh, the National Party for not supporting Ken Cuccinelli enough. He lost by uh, two and a half points in the governor's race. He was the Republican. And he didn't have any money in the last uh, couple of weeks to put ads on the air, even though he had finally uh, grabbed onto Obamacare and used that as an issue, as his big issue. Um, and it, it brought him uh, almost to the point of winning. But 
he had no support in the last few weeks from the Republican National Committee or any of the big Republican PACs, and, uh, uh, and they're being blamed by a lot of conservatives. Uh, I look at the Virginia race, and I see, of course, winning is better than losing, so congratulations mm-hmm. to uh, the Democrats for winning. But I see two things. One is it shows that with a weak candidate, and I used to do radio in Virginia, and I, I like mm-hmm. uh, Attorney General Cuccinelli, but he, what, he's just not, he's not a guy, he doesn't have that Christie magic, I'll certainly put it that way. You take, a, you take a, right a, about that. A, a weak candidate who's badly outspent, and Obamacare by itself appeared to make that a competitive race. That's one lesson, I think. And the other one... One yep. for Democrats is they're now stuck with a the, the poster child of inside Washington political corruption as the governor mm-hmm. of a state going into 2014 and 2016. So as far as losses mm-hmm. go, there have been worse ones for the Republicans. There have been, and uh, and uh, this in Virginia, of course. Uh, Terry McAuliffe, to whom you were <laughs> referring so critically, uh, will face a Republican legislature, uh, and. Uh, at least a, a, a very large majority in the in the House Republican majority, and well, we'll see how the Senate winds up. It may be uh, tied. Uh, that's the best uh, Democrats can do. But uh, Terry McAuliffe's going to have a lot of trouble with the legislature, and he, uh, you know, is a crony capitalist and uh, and someone more liberal than the state of Virginia, and uh, it, it, he's. It's not going to be a, a cakewalk for him as governor. What I see is I see there'll be news story after news story of these problems of the past coming back and you know, the mm. problems of the now. And if he doesn't change his behavior, and I assume he won't, there'll be other, why is your cousin getting this, you know, that kind of stuff. So you've yep. got 2014 where you've got Obamacare unpopular. We've got the president in a p- position where he seems to have been less than honest. Then you have a high-profile Democrat who's going to be in you know scrapes, highlighting that kind of inside Washington, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I, I th- I, in other words, d- did the Democrats and you do left themso- out one thing. What's that? You're going to have a guy who's going to be talking about national issues rather than state issues all of a sudden who will get an enormous amount of attention, and that's Chris Christie. Ah, that's a very good point. And, and that's what I wanted to ask you, too. Uh, you, you talked about the divide in the Republican Party. Uh, you know, the last time a Republican non-incumbent won the popular vote was 1980. It's been that long. Mm-hmm. The last guy who could pull the elements of the party together and energize them. Do you think Chris Christie can do that? You know, a lot of the Tea Party folks I hear from, they, he's not conservative enough. You know, they want to go yep. with a, you know, a, a Texas, a certain Texas Republican comes to mind. Right. Can Chris Christie mm-hmm. get the Tea Party, the business community, and the, you know, traditional independent who tends to vote Republican all excited and motivated? Well, uh, I think you've asked the right question. I think independents uh, who were really interested in the in, in the economic and debt and, uh, and deficit issue will be with him. The business community uh, certainly will. But then you have this huge conservative uh, uh, conglomerate that consists of the Tea Party people and just other conservatives and libertarians and so on. Uh, uh, and that's a group that he's going to have to really... Uh, warm up to. I mean, they uh, resent the fact that um, he uh, was so played footsie with President Obama after the Hurricane Sandy last year, and 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 it was interesting that in his uh, acceptance speech last night, Christie declared himself a conservative. He said, and he's been saying this in recent days. I'm not a moderate. I'm a conservative. 
and he can make a case for that. Uh, he's pretty good on social issues, uh, and he took on the on the teachers' union in a very effective way in New Jersey, and he and he passed a pension reform bill and did some other things. Uh, look, he's not uh, he's not Ronald Reagan, uh, but I think but he's more conservative than Mitt Romney. Uh, so, uh, and I think he will now since he's not. He won't be talking about just New Jersey issues. He'll be talking about national issues. I think we'll hear uh, a great deal more conservatism from him, unadulterated conservatism from him than we've heard before, and and we'll see how uh, other uh, strong conservatives react. My guess is because he is, Christie is, just such a great politician that they'll uh, a lot of them will react very favorably. Ladies and gentlemen, that was a perfect example of damning by faint praise with the more conservative than Mitt Romney uh, comment. Fred, one, <laughs> one last question for you. Is there anything— You don't think going to run on that? Uh, I'm more conservative than Mitt? Yeah, yeah. I, actually, I know several Democrats will be running on that uh, platform. Yeah. Um, one last question for you. Is there anything to be taken away from the New York City election other than New York City is just a place where Democrats win, and even though you're a— Uber liberal, Castro loving, Sandinista supporting Democrat. As long as you're Democrat mm-hmm. in New York today, that's all that matters. Well, the only Republican who could ever win, and then he became an independent, was uh, Mike Bloomberg, and he spent trillions of dollars in order to get there. But uh, what to watch there is whether New York uh, begins to uh, become unspooled and just go back to the days when uh, you couldn't walk around Times Square and uh, and police uh, were really hamstrung with their hands tied behind their back and, and New York was in terrible shape. Uh, and that was before Mayor Giuliani came in. And, and the new uh, mayor wants to return to that era. Uh, it will be interesting to see how quickly that comes, how quickly New York turns into a, a, a big, scary city that, Uh, people don't want to go to. Fred Barnes, thanks so much for your time and your analysis on Tuesday's elections. This has been the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.